A reading from the Gospel according to John. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own. But the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. This is the word of the Lord. The way an Americanized term for Camino de Santiago the journey that can start in a few different places but ends up at Compostela, where at the cathedral they say are the remains of St. James. Now many people love to go on this trip and I actually am going in just a little while with a gaggle of gals here from this church. And it's something that I've really wanted to do for almost 10 years. And um, so you, on this walk, you'll, you know, one day you may go 12 miles, maybe 13, 14, 15, 16. One day we go almost 18 miles. And I only know this because not only have I been told, but one of the people in our group was a great person who decided rather than walk yesterday, they would do some homework. So they did some homework and they looked at the trails and the paths for each day and where we're going and how we're getting there. And then uh, she very graciously sent it out to the rest of our group. And one person in the group said, wow, this is great. I just did a, like a really, really quick look at, at like the first part. And do you know the word in Portuguese for Uber? <laughs> That's my forgiveness moment. <laughs> the way even when we have maps, or if we think we know it, we need help. It's, it's not easy. 
Sometimes I think the journey takes us on a path that we were never intended to go or certainly we never thought that we would be on. Other times, despite the fact of the God's nudging and um, Becky, I really appreciated your sharing with that. Gee, this is not something I would ever think of, but God was nudging there. But sometimes we, we go that way, but other times we kind of forget it and go on our own path, on our own journey, on our own circuitous route to wherever we hope to go. Jesus has a better way, a clear path. Will you pray with me as we begin to look at the scripture more closely? Holy Spirit of God, fill us afresh with your guidance. Lead us as we look to your scriptures, the scriptures that are God-breathed. Open our hearts and mind to know fully Jesus and his plan for us that we might know you, God our Father. We pray in Christ. Amen. Now, <clears throat> the disciples are a nice group of folks, 12 of them kind of gathered around, and, and they were on a path. They were on a journey with Jesus. They'd just spent like three years kind of following Jesus, hanging with Jesus. Jesus. He was with a lot of different other people at the same time, but they were watching him, learning from him. We learned that last week in the Rabbi Jesus where he's teaching and showing them. He's demonstrating in both his words spoken, which nobody else taught the way Jesus taught, but he's also touching them. He's healing people. He's making a difference in the lives, and they're on this path, and they think, wow, this is great. This is wonderful. I think this is a path that we've been waiting for and looking for in any time now. He's really going to establish what, we, what we've been on this path for, what we really had intended it to be, this, this great, you know, David now in our presence coming. And then in chapter 13, Jesus begins to say a few things that make them just a little, I call it anxious, troubled is the word used here. First, he tells us that one of them is going to deny him. And if you think that's not really, well, it's obviously not me. They're all kind of looking around going, is it me? Am I the one? It's made them nervous. One of your very closest ones someone in this group's going to deny you? And then Jesus said, I am going away in the place that I am going, you can't go with me. So basically, I'm, I'm leaving you and I'm going away to a place that you cannot go. Heart rate's up. And then, at the very end of the chapter, right before we get to what we're reading today, Jesus has this conversation with Peter. Now, Peter is, I mean, he's strong. He's like the guy who said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I've got this down. I know who you are, and I'll always be with you, and I'll do anything, and nothing's ever going to harm you, and, and I'll be there for you. Jesus' last comment. The end of chapter 13, before he launches in a new discussion. Peter, before the crock crows, you will deny me three times. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I get why they were troubled. They thought they were on this path that would be so easy, so simple, because here had come Jesus. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus said, don't stay in that anxious moment. Believe in God. Believe also in me. 
He makes a statement at the very, very beginning and puts God the Father and himself together. Believe in God, believe also in me. He goes on to say, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come and take you. I will come again and take you unto myself. And you know the place where I am going. Jesus has a plan. He has a purpose. I am going to prepare a place for you. You think, what is that place that he's preparing? We all think about heaven. I was kind of given grief the other day because I knew a song that they were searching was from my non-Presbyterian background. Um, heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and, and grace. I want to see my Savior's face. Heaven is a wonderful place, gonna go there. There's a few of you who know that? You guys need to get more music in your mind. <laughs> well, it's kind of good and it's not good. Let me tell you the really good part of this. We keep thinking of going. We're gonna go. But no, Jesus has come. Heaven is a wonderful place full of glory and grace. That is who Jesus is. And the way in which Jesus prepares a place for us is by going to the cross. And I thought, somehow is there a way that we could move this cross right up here so that it was the absolute focal point of today? Not only in the way in which Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to the cross so that the relationship that was broken, the relationship that was destroyed when we decided on our own, we wanted our own path. Thank you very much. This fruit looks really good to me. Lord, I know you, you had a plan, but this is my plan. And Jesus is just preparing a place so we can be back in relationship with God the Father. God went throughout history calling people back. In his Son, God in the flesh, Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place and I will come again so we could be together. And you know that way. Well, Thomas, whom we all know as Doubting Thomas, I'm wondering if I should be calling him Tommy, the way you called Philip, Phil, Nate, Nick, yes, okay, there we go. Twice he's told me what I should be doing, I'm going with it. The him back there. Tommy, Tommy is the one who asks the question that we all want to ask. Tommy's the one who's always searching for the things that if we really could, we'd say, I really want to touch that hand of yours. I really want to put my hand in, in the side by your ribs where they cut you. I'm not going to believe until I can do that. Same guy. How can we know the way? Jesus answers, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. If you know me, you know the Father. 
from now on you do know him and have seen him. See, when Jesus goes to the cross, when he goes to prepare the way, he becomes the way. He comes for each and every one the way. That is the truth, that Jesus is that path, that Jesus is that way. He is the one that brings life and life abundant. We see glimpses of it now. Jesus calls us to himself. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Boy, is that exclusive. Jesus said it. Why? Because it's the truth. Because in Christ's love for us, heaven is not just a place out there. Heaven is Christ dwelling in us. More and more. I am the way. And I'm bringing to you what the world cannot bring. We're back on that path. The summer, last summer, we went to France. These folks um, behind me, and I had to tag along as the chaplain, and we went on the Seine River over to go see Normandy. Now, what you have to do is you take this little boat ship and you stop and then you get on buses and you go 102, 105 miles, um, a little bit south to Normandy and you can go to the American cemetery there where th these group of folks did a phenomenal job of singing. Well, somebody on this trip said, um, well, can't the ship just like take us all the way there? Isn't this the right path? Aren't we, aren't we on, the, on the boat that we're supposed to be in that's going to take us exactly where we're supposed to go? No, you have to get off the boat, get on the buses. I think oftentimes we think of our own paths and lives. Like this is, this is the path that I'm on, and this is a good path, and it's really good for me, and somehow all of a sudden we're on a dead end. All of a sudden that, that route that we thought we could take isn't working. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. I'm that path for you. I'm the one who can take you to the Father. Because if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then Philip, who up until this time is like, he's been pretty doggone cool, I think, because, I mean, Philip is the one that takes Nathaniel and says, whoa, come and see this rabbi. He's really, really special. Philip is the one who has faith when there are 5,000 people to feed with two fishes and five loaves. He brings that little kid to Jesus. He really shines, except not so much here. <laughs> little anxious heart, his little path. He's a little, he's a little, he said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Just show us the Father and everything will be okay. I can, you know, for me, like Jesus is going, okay, Lord, <laughs> do you not know that if you've seen the Father, you've seen me? Do you not know that the Father is in me and I am in the Father and that I've come to do the will of the Father. The works that I do are not my works, they're God's works. They're the Father's works. 
So if nothing else, look at what I have done and know that that is the Father working through me. I go to prepare a place for you so that heaven isn't just in the great by and by. Heaven is here. Christ living in us. Now. Now. We're in this world waiting for Christ's return, right? I will come again and take you unto myself. Is that the visits after Jesus was resurrected, when the disciples saw him, when he ate food with them, when he actually made breakfast for them? Is it when he appeared inside, like coming through a door, but in the flesh, when all the hundreds of people saw him? Is that the visits of Jesus he's referring to? Is it the powering of the Holy Spirit in us, which is how we know that Jesus really is the way? Or is it Jesus coming again? We long, we long for the glimpses that we see of heaven to remain. Am I right? We experience touches of heaven, the beauty that we're, we're in a beautiful, beautiful area. We see the beautiful oceans, the mountains. We see babies born. We see wonderful, incredible things. We go on places that are fantastic, and life is good, and we say, oh, if this could only last. J.I. Packard says this. Hearts on earth say in the course of a joyful experience, I don't want this ever to end, but it inevitably does. The hearts in heaven say, I want this to go on forever, and it will. There can be no better news than this. Jesus, gone so that he can be with us. Now, the way or the Camino de Santiago intrigued me about 10 years ago. It was soon after our son, middle son, had died. I think I was a little lost on my path. Not that I lost faith, for Pete's sakes. That, no. Not that I even lost hope. But I looked at Camino de Santiago and I looked at the pilgrimage and my, so many people go on that walk and I thought, I, I think I want to do this walk. So I've spent all this time <laughs> planning, hoping, praying. And in April, I will go, and I'm only doing a portion, just so you know, not really brave women, only 170 miles. My colleague, brother in Christ, Neil, and his son, another brother in Christ, Daniel, are doing the whole thing. Who cares that they're decades younger than I am? They're doing the whole thing. <laughs> God bless them, it's great. It's a journey. It's a pilgrimage. 
But for me, that desire to go to Santiago has changed. I go in joy. I go with hope. Because in these years, what has been renewed in me is the promise and the knowledge that I've known all along. Sometimes we get a little lost on that journey. That I am going with my Redeemer, who redeems not only me, but our Son, who has come to redeem the whole world. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen.